What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name's Ryan Robinson. This here's Tom Shelby. Hello. That's Shanae Howard. She's back from her diarrhea. Hi, guys. And every week we get together and we talk about video games and hang out. And Tom, mm. what's this trivia game you got? Are we starting off with the trivia? Yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's snake it in. All right, I'm trying to gamify these things now. Because, gamify you know, our game. We do games. You know. Add more game to our game. I like that. So I got some notes here. Games on games on games. Okay. So we're calling this... Uh, Put your phone down. I can't see your handsome face. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to see them see my new iPhone X. Okay. Uh, he's got a new iPhone uh, X <laughs> that he spent $3,000 on. Okay. So th- we're going to call this segment The Places You'll Go. Okay. In which I... Uh, I give you a location, right? And you tell me the the game series or game that they are from. Sure. Okay. okay. You, you do you get it, Shanae? Yeah, I just like know. if I say Shadow I don't Moses. Think I'm gonna get this. You say Metal Gear Solid, right? No, I wouldn't. I would not say that. You'll get some of them. Sure. I now, know. how do you guys want to do this? Is it whoever it's- shouts out the answer first, or are we taking turns? Um. Let's say ring our buzzers. We don't have buzzers, so... Well, what kind of low-budget bullshit is this? Well, Tom, you're the game master. What's the, what's How about the, I'll, I'll, I'll give the location, and the you guys each you give your Jack. answer. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. Who's the host, and you don't know Jack? Uh, Cookie Masterson. That's that's Tom today. I thought Cookie Masterson was the dummy. That's Tom today. <laughs> right, anyway. Go ahead. Albion. Fable. Janae? Anything? Frable. I'm only, I'm only guessing it because he's guessing Okay, it. we can't do it this way then. Okay, no. that'll be... Well, that, that, that's Ryan's to, question. To be fair, she said Frable, so she's <laughs> wrong and I'm right. Point, Ryan. You know, I didn't really think about how we would do this. Well, it's okay. Just keep, just go for it. it. <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an alpha right now. It, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's an alpha right now. Uh, EDN3. Shanae. Oh, I don't know. Twisted Metal. That's a good answer, but that's not it. Lost Planet. Lost Planet. Cool. Ryan's so I'm cool. I'm so bad with names and places. <laughs> this is the worst game. From- I'm bad at every trivia, so I don't know why I'm saying this. Just this. SR388. All right, let's have Shanae just give the joke answers and have Ryan get this. Okay. SI388. What's it from, uh, Shanae? You got it. What? You got it. What is it? I don't fucking know. No, you were going to give an answer, you said. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give a funny answer. Okay. Um, Cookie Mama's house. That, Cookie Mama's house. That is where... I think Cookie Mama would be terrified if she lived on <laughs> SR388. Uh, Metroid? Metroid, yeah. Do you know which game? No. Metroid 2. Okay. Ryan, you're going to get this one for sure. Uh... Rupture Farms. <laughs> Shanae? Uh, Stardew Valley. That's not a bad guess. I could name my They're farm. They're similar in ways. <laughs> I could name my farm. They are similar in ways. Uh, Abe's Odyssey. Correct. Spencer Mansion. Shanae? Oh, this one actually does sound familiar. Um, I don't know. What sounds funny? You could always say Stardew Valley again. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really Stardew Valley? I guess it's not. No, it's not Stardew Valley. Uh, I don't know. Luigi's Mansion. 
That's a good guess. Sure. That's a really good guess. Uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, yeah. Why is that a good guess? Because <laughs> Luigi's, ghost house. Luigi's Mansion is basically Resident Evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of wonder if either of you will get this. I think you guys have an equal chance well, on this watch, one. Watch me actually know this one. Uh, Inaba. Oh. I don't know what that is. Shanae, anything? It sounds like Dagobah. It does. Sure, sort of. I got the half the half of the word. Um, Inaba. No. Inaba is the fictional rural Japanese town in Persona 4. I never played Persona 4, so. All right. Well, I think both of you will get this one. Uh, Romero, Romero High School. Oh, I actually know this one. It's the game I don't play. Lollipop Chainsaw. There you go. Sinead's on the board. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was supposed to give a funny answer. Uh, fuck. Lollipop Chainsaw is a funny game. Warrior Wear. That's where, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Toast Arena. I don't know. Toast Arena? Yeah, you should know this, Sinead. I you should, should know this. Ryan I, has no reason to know this. You should know this. Oh. Toast Arena. Toast Arena. Sounds like Macarena. Sure. Do you guys uh, remember the Macarena? I do. Those two fellas? Yeah. I don't know. Breath, <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Super Mario Odyssey. You never played that, Shanae? Yeah, but I'm also terrible with names and places. Okay, okay. okay Ryan, uh, you should get this one, but I don't think you will. Orange Ocean. Need for speed. <laughs> That'd be actually really cool. Orange Ocean, huh? Killing Floor. Sure. Uh, space Channel number five. I'm just narrowing them down for you. Uh, Kirby's Adventure. Cool. Well, that's it. What do you guys think? Did I win? Yeah, you won. I feel like you won, yeah. yeah cool. I got one point. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I only know that because I'm reading the back of the box. So, Ryan, you got Can I Finish? Okay. And you get to that plug should, something. Can I Finish it might come in useful here. But I'm gonna be sure. Host- All right. So now we're going to do my segment of the game. Segment of the game? The game? The, the show. show. The show. The show. Get it together, Shanae. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't take the heat very well. Um, so. You still suffering from that diarrhea sickness? No, and the thing is, I'm totally sober right now, so I have no excuses yeah. at all. You're usually not. I, I'm normally just, I'm just fucking drunk as shit. Sure. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna hold a save continue podcast debate. Cool. I'm gonna give Ryan and Tom topics that they have to <laughs> argue for, whether they agree with it or not. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they gotta make points for it. I'm pretty good at at arguing things that I don't even believe. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to give them their point, uh, their talking points, and then, um, uh, I don't really know how we're going to do winner. I say we just put it up to Discord, and they can vote. Sure. Um. They won't. They won't, but they might. But they should. A couple of them will. Sure. And they're the ones that matter the most to us, because we love them the most. Um, so, which is better? Ryan, you'll be arguing for Crash? Uh, Tom, you'll be arguing for Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, such an easy win. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. All right, so check this out. I think Crash is a superior game because, one, he's going at it 
without the help of some stupid bird. He's got he's got the tornado attack. He's got all those apples he can eat. His levels are nice and linear, so you know where to go all the time. All right. He doesn't need anything like uh, he doesn't need the strength of a bear or anything like that. He's got he's got his girlfriend. He's got that mask. I feel like you're not taking this seriously. I'm taking it pretty seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I again. I have to argue for a game, whether I agree with it or not. Okay. Well, you're you're arguing for the character itself. Oh, the character. Crash or Bane. oh, not the games. We're okay. Just okay. So the all right. Yeah, okay. you're arguing for the character, but you can use the game like kind of as for it. Like he like as in Crash like goes a linear way, or like Banjo, or whatever. You can just yeah. You obviously. All right, so I'm taking a cue from Tom. I got to turn down my enthusiasm a little bit. No, you can do it. All right. Be be extra. That's how you're going to win this debate. That's how you're going to win over the fans. <laughs> so you see, I'm turning down enthusiasm for your argument. He's playing he's playing mind games. Still in your head, right? He's in my head. He's going to win this debate. <laughs> uh, well, it's I mean, fingerless gloves that by the, by itself that makes you cool. He doesn't need a shirt. Or anything on the top. He just needs the shorts and the shoes. Uh, he's very wacky and cartoony. Seems like a fun-loving guy. Um, you know, he runs away from boulders. He can jump really high. Uh, he can uh, he can ride on animals. A warthog, I believe. Okay. Um, and he's he just had more games with more consistency. And I just I think that he's just all around the more fun guy. Hmm. All right, Tom, your turn. So it's funny, like, a lot of the points you bring up mm-hmm. uh, are things that are not only in Banjo-Kazooie mm-hmm. or part of Banjo, but done, more, done you know, uh, uh, superior the way that, that they are executed in, in those games. Why is that superior? Uh, things like, like, you're talking about his the way he looks, shorts and fingerless gloves and things of that nature. Makes and, you edgy. And being cartoony. Makes you edgy. Like, Banjo is cartoony, but in a more classic sense, whereas Crash Bandicoot is a product of its time. You know, that is not something that would be considered cool anymore, right? Like, Sonic was brought out to be, be cool. Banjo, or uh, fucking Crash was brought out to be cool. Mm-hmm. Hence him, you know, yelling at the fake Nintendo headquarters. Uh, whereas... Very successful ad campaign, by the way. Whereas, you know, Banjo-Kazooie is something that is more timeless. Uh, something of like a Mickey Mouse. Something that doesn't play to contemporary styles. Uh, as far as you're talking about how he can... Like the moves he has, like jumping and spinning. like The spin is, is classic. Like Banjo jumps... You're talking about like riding animals. Like Banjo rides Kazooie. He can also fly with Kazooie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about the linearity of that game. Like Banjo is all about exploration, the freedom of exploration. The yeah. reason that Crash is linear is because the jump to 3D. Naughty Dog's take on that was looking at old Mario games. It plays like old Mario games, see, point see. A to point B, jumping to hit boxes with your head, things of that nature. Uh, there's, I understand like you're forced to argue for crash but i feel like that's the only reason that you are you know mm-hmm. uh closing statement ryan i've never played a crash bandicoot game before oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> closing statement tom uh there i believe it has only been three banjo kazooie games uh with you know nuts and bolts not being the best game ever mm-hmm. but i feel like one and two those two games alone 
are better than the entirety of the Crash Bandicoot series. And I do like Crash Bandicoot, but so many, so many bad games in that series. Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't as somebody who loves Crash, I, I don't agree with that statement, but I'm the host, so. <laughs> there are three hey, good hey, Crash hey. Bandicoot games. All right, games. We're, good, we're done with the closing statements. Next topic. Okay. I win. Uh, no. Sure. Uh, <laughs> our fans will decide. Uh, if you don't want to hit Discord, you can just tweet at us. That works, too. Uh, what's what's your, your Twitter handle, Fiona? Uh, mine? Yeah. Uh, she said la- last time she was here that it was Horse Queen. Yeah, Horse mm. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Tom came up with a really good one for me to do. What was it? Um. Oh, it was main squeeze. Yeah, that was a good one too. You Thanks. wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is uh Shanae, my name uh Agains, like shenanigans, but shenanigans. Sure. Uh, yeah. Or you can just you know tweet at our podcast. Eon Spangler. Uh, anyways, uh, say, uh, podcast underscore save. Um, so next topic, uh, I kind of mentioned to y'all earlier, but still, will VR become more prevalent or less prevalent in the next 10 years? Uh, Ryan, you will be arguing for less prevalent and Tom, you're arguing for more prevalent and Tom, you'll go first. Okay. Uh, you're really intense with this today. Uh, it's a debate. Tom, you will go first. You will go first, Tom. Well, we got to make it fair. Okay, so I'm arguing that VR will become more prevalent. In the yeah. next 10 years. I think that's pretty obvious. We've already seen it become more prevalent. VR has been around since, at the very least, the late 80s, probably going back farther than that. And it has never been more prevalent than it is now. We only see the, we only see growth coming, right? We see more and more hardware coming out in the space and revisions to existing hardware. Uh, PSVR has been you know, revised this year. Uh, HTC Vive is being revised now. And they're only getting better. They're only getting cheaper and more accessible. There's more experiences coming to them, not just in the game space, but in the entertainment space, uh, the educational space. Uh, it's the next logical step. Okay. All right. Ryan? All right. So uh, as Tom mentioned, uh, VR has been around for quite some time. And if you do recall, uh, VR, while it was a really popular and hip thing back in the 80s, it died out for like 20 years, and then suddenly it came back. It was popular and hip? It was popular and hip. I huh. have the floor. Hey. Okay. Tom, All right. We don't need, the, we don't need the, the peanut gallery over there. Yeah. I almost had to use it. <laughs> I almost had to use the CIF. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> for those who are unaware, can I finish? Uh, and, I mean... You know, people thought it was cool when it first came around, but then it, it died out again because it was just a gimmick and people didn't latch on to it. Now it's, it came out, it has more, it, it might have some more applications and education or whatever. The games though, they're, they don't seem to be that great. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shooting galleries and I mean, that can only, that can only carry weight for so long. And I think that after a while, People are going to see this thing for what it is, and that is just a gimmick, and that's going to die out. People want to play with controllers. They don't want something strapped to their face. Okay? That's too much. All right? In, in five years, nobody's going to remember VR. No one's going to want to play it. Okay? It's going to be all about playing with controllers. It's going to be about playing with keyboards and mouse. It's not going to be about playing in VR, immersing yourself in a world. Nobody fucking wants that. All right? We don't want to escape that badly. 
okay? We want to play the way God intended, and that is without VR helmets. Do I get a rebuttal? Uh, you get a closing. Oh, you can get a rebuttal if you want to do. Or do we, do you want to do rebuttals on this? Sure. Why not? All right. Yeah, you get a rebuttal. Okay. You talk about one that these games are all gimmicks and seem boring. Mm-hmm. You've never played a VR game. Okay. Two. You I, talk about wanting to play with controllers. Mm-hmm. Most VR games allow you to use a controller. Okay. Even a traditional controller it doesn't have to be a separate hand thing. Okay. So what do you say to that? Okay. So here's what I say to that. One, I have played a VR game, as a matter of fact. And two, yes, you can play with controllers. But again, I don't want to play with something strapped to my face. What am I going to do when something's going on around me and I can't see it because I'm lost in Metroid World or whatever the hell we're playing in the VR? Okay, You might might walk over your puppy. I might want to go for my puppy, right? What's going to happen if I'm lost in VR World and I, I step on my puppy's paw or something because I can't see where I'm going? Okay. So you dislike immersion? I am, in this particular instance, I am against immersion. <laughs> okay. 100%. Yeah. Good argument. Good argument. All right. Closing statements? Tom? Not needed. Just, uh, just, just play along. Uh, I want this. Actual reality forever. Virtual reality is dumb. So. <laughs> uh, virtual reality is closer to actual reality than most video games or movies can be. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> next, next topic is you- this is awesome by the way i really like this this Shanae. It's, oh it's thanks fun. i like being in charge so i'm loving it i like arguing things that i don't believe <laughs> <laughs> uh who would win in a fight uh ryan would be arguing for dante and uh. tom you'll be arguing for bayonetta mm. uh ryan you will be going first this round okay so intense. So, all right, so <laughs> I've played a lot of Devil May Cry games. I played all of them except for part four. And in my time with Dante, I've learned a few really important things about him and the way that he can fight. One, he can use a shotgun like a pair of nunchucks. That seems really useful. That would also come in real, real handy when he's surrounded by, uh, by, by some magic hair crap that the bayonetta <laughs> lady is thrown at him okay two dante can also surf on missiles okay i don't know that bayonetta has missiles but if she does dante will surf on them and aim them back at her okay also he can turn into a demon okay that seems really useful because it makes him faster makes him stronger okay pretty sure he can teleport in that mode too all right uh he has a wide array of weapons uh, not only does he have the aforementioned uh, shotgun, but he also has swords, he's got spears, he's got axes, weapons that he can use on the fly at any given time. All right, Dante is well equipped to handle not just one-on-one combat, but many, many enemies at once, a lot of times much larger and stronger than him. Okay, He's got the power of angels and demons within him, makes him nigh-invincible, uh, and just makes it so that he can stand up to basically any threat that is thrown at him. That being said, okay, I don't think that he would need to fight Bayonetta. First of all, because Dante is a ladies' man, okay? And, as far as I know, Bayonetta is a lady. He'll woo her and charm her so they won't fight, they'll just kiss, fight is over. I feel like that's a bit sexist, don't you? 
Uh, no, I think that just because Dante is charismatic. He can just win over any lady because she's a female. She or, must be attracted to or Dante. Man, or man. I think Dante wanted to put his blues to a man at work. Uh, well, Dante, as far as I know, has a flawless track record. Mm. So, All right. Tom. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that Bayonetta, you can call her the Bayonetta lady. Her name is Bayonetta. I think it's pretty clear that she would win this fight. Hands down. Dante's got, you know, he's got some pistols, why, which, which why are would cool. She win? Why would she win? Don't just, just, don't just, just put down. Well, I'm getting to that, Shanae. Okay. okay. He's, he's got a process. Or you're, you know, you're talking about the weaponry. That yeah. was the, the focus of your argument was the weaponry. He's got a lot of them. Uh, you know, he's got ebony and ivory and he's got this, this sword and like, okay, fantastic. Those are great. For any regular battle, that's fantastic. But you're going up against Bayonetta here. A lady who doesn't even... She doesn't need to hold guns. she got guns on her fucking shoes. Uh, On her shoes, Ryan. uh, You're talking about surfing on missiles? Have you played a Bayonetta game? Have you seen all the crazy shit crazier than missiles that she's been fucking surfing on? Not to mention the hair. Okay? Okay. The hair is where it's at because the hair Mm -hmm. can be just about anything she wants it to be. Giant beasties. Uh Dante's going to fight some giant hair beast. What's he going to do? He's going to shoot it? He'll cut it with the sword. Cut hair. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say you don't make a good point. There, <laughs> but, you know, I'm bullets going to whiz, whiz straight through it. Sure. <clears throat> you talk about the enemies that he's, he's gone up against. The scale of the enemies in Bayonetta, even the first Bayonetta, dwarf the scale of any enemy I've seen in any Devil May Cry game. Hands down. So what do you say? Well, I mean, what do you what well, so do you have your, anything to what's that? What's your rebuttal to those points, Ryan? Okay. What do you, do you think that the cut hair? I think is good. That's that's funny. <laughs> hey, who's the host here? Me. Ah shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What, what do you think of the points of uh, Bayonetta being over or, uh, be, being overwhelming to Dante? Uh, well, first, I'd like to issue a retraction. The first of wh- the, the retraction is that Tom is right. He, Dante would probably not automatically woo Bayonetta just because she's a lady. Because I'm making a lot of assumptions with that. I do feel like she's more charismatic than he is. She might be. I mean, she, and I'm also assuming that she's into guys. As, as a host, I'm going to say that they're both pretty charismatic and sex positive. I think that they would probably fight. As long as neither died, they'd probably bone afterwards. Okay. 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 I, I'm, I'm just saying. They're sure. Both, I, appreci- I appreciate the, so, that. So, I've seen some... I don't know what the biggest enemy in Bayonetta is. I'll admit that. But I have seen... The smaller ones are angels, so... Okay. Well, the biggest enemy that I've seen in any Devil May Cry game was the size of a building. And I'm talking, like, probably the size of the Chrysler building. All right? So Dante has handled some pretty, pretty tough foes. Uh, you mentioned that uh, that Bayonetta has surfed on many things, but not once did I hear what she has surfed upon. Okay. So you talk about buildings. She surfed on buildings. You can, you can wait on your rebuttal, Tom. Little missiles. You can wait on your rebuttal, Tom. So these were huge missiles. First of all, these were huge missiles, and also huge, huge. These are the hugest missiles you've ever seen. Okay. Very huge missiles. Uh, and the on top of that, dude, uh, the mindset is there, man. Dante is there. He's just partying. Bayonetta's fighting, Dante's partying and having a good time. All right, he's going to he's going to fight circles around her. Okay, now Ebony and Ivory, <laughs> Ebony and Ivory are 
a huge staple of Dante's arsenal. Sure. And they never run out of bullets. Sure. Ever. So she'll get tired long before he runs out of bullets. He never has to reload those things. Bayonet also does not run out of bullets. But she needs her feet. She needs to aim her feet at him at all times. I feel like arms are more versatile than feet. She's more agile. Uh, Wait for goddamn rebuttal. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn. By what metric, right? So I think that Dante, being someone who was quite the swordsmith, is perfectly equipped to fight a hair warrior. All right. Now, Tom, you have your rebuttal to argue all the points that you've been arguing. <laughs> well, you know, you talk about, you know, running out of ammo. She doesn't run out of ammo. Have you played Bayonetta? No. So how can you argue this? As somebody who's I, played entries I, in both put, series. Because I put him to the test of arguing for Dante. <laughs> That's how he can do it. Uh, I told it's him a, to. It's an uh, impossible task you've given him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of like a Mission Impossible movie that always turns out to be possible. Yes, I feel like you are giving him the uh, harder points to argue. Well, I'm trying to do the ones that he can argue for because I thought I mixed up. I thought that he had played a Crash game. Yeah. So he's oh, played yes. Crash. Yeah. I played Crash when Tom got that remastered thing. I knew that Ryan hadn't played Bayonetta. I knew you had. Yeah. So. Go keep arguing. I mean, that's it, really. Like you know, being a party dude. Like I, lo- I love Michelangelo. He's my favorite Ninja Turtle. Sure. That doesn't make him a great fighter. Being able to party doesn't make you a good fighter. Being able to party makes me want to fall asleep real soon afterwards. That's about it. Let me t- let me tell you something about some party hey, fighters. DJ, Michelangelo, Dante. DJ. Yeah. He he parties and he fights. So when when have you seen him party? You haven't seen him whip out the maracas after a win. Seems like he's partying to me. Fair point. So. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want closing statements? Or are we good? No, we're good. Okay. I'm good. Um. Uh, I think that this one I put in. Uh, this is hard, guys. So, um, who would be a better mascot for McDonald's? <laughs> oh wow! Mario or Sonic? Uh-huh. Uh, Ryan, you'll be arguing for Mario. Tom, you'll be arguing for Sonic. Sure. Uh, who went last last time? Me. Our first last time? Uh, then, yes. Right. Or t- yeah. Let's, whatever. Someone start. I've lost control of this debate. Okay, so <laughs> I think Sonic... Wait, wait, the- wait. So Tommy has Sonic and yes. I have Mario? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think that Sonic the Hedgehog is easily, you know, more in line with what we've seen from McDonald's history. Uh, you know... What do we see Mario really consume, right? And that's what we're talking about here, a product that you consume. You need a, you need a mascot to sell that. We see Mario consume mushrooms, and that's, you know, that's really about it. What do we see? Oh, Go on, Tanae. What do we see? He's getting to that. He's getting yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, Sonic, you know, we, we all know about the chili dogs, right? That's, that's not a secret to anybody. Sure. And McDonald's. <laughs> Is like chili dogs. (laughs) It's too hard. This one's way too hard to take seriously. Um. (laughs) That's going to be the name of this week's episode. McDonald's is like chili dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck man, I don't know. Mario is the better is the better mascot for sure. Yeah. No, you have to argue for the one I give you. I can't. It's too hard. 
Okay. Ryan has been doing it this entire time and doing it fantastically. But with, with easier things, things you could take more seriously than Gosh. who's going to sell McDonald's. <laughs> I could argue all of Ryan's points fantastically on the previous arguments, but when it comes down to who can sell you more McDonald's. <laughs> Holy shit. Can I, get a ch- can I get a second? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it, dude. <laughs> okay. So Why would Mario sell more McDonald's than Sonic? Because he already has. <laughs> okay. Check this out. <laughs> he Tom, already has. Tom, could you at least pretend not to agree with me on this? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. Sonic. Sonic's the better burger boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, first of all, you got a household brand like McDonald's. You want a household name to sell it. Everybody knows who Mario is. All right? Everybody recognizes that sweet boy with the sweet mustache and the sweet overalls. <laughs> Okay, so we talk about how Mario has only con- Mario's only ever seen consuming mushrooms. Fair point, but might I add that uh, McDonald's also sells a mushroom Angus burger. Okay, so I think it's fair to assume that Mario would love that sandwich. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the best thing you've ever done today. Oh my god! I have some other silly ones too. <laughs> You know, it's like, <laughs> it's a me, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't, man. Uh, oh, my God. You think about all the things that Mario could sell with McDonald's. Mm-hmm. The Mario McDouble. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> Mario fries. Mm-hmm. Okay? He would be in every Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, <laughs> in closing, <laughs> uh, Mario sells McDoubles. Hands down. Uh, I got to have rebuttal. Okay. <laughs> I was like, do like, like, you have a closing statement or a rebuttal? <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. As a, as a company who, whose main product is, is the sales of food, yeah. uh, you know, you, you see this a lot in, in, in food advertisement. In the, you know, we, we've seen it in, in, su- <laughs> in Subway uh, and I'm sure a number of other things. Is that like, <laughs> you know, you did, Mario, Mario. Uh-huh. While I love the guy, yeah. he's got a bit of a belly on him. Sure. He's not the slimmest figure. Okay. Right? And what you're selling with Mario... Are you saying that Mario's a man of carriage? What you're, yes. What you're selling with Mario <laughs> is our food makes you fat. You know? Sonic, however, he's slim. He's athletic. No one's as fast as Sonic. Sure. You know? What you're selling with Sonic is, hey... Eat fresh. That's not their slogan. Eat McDonald's. <laughs> 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 All right. Do you have a rebuttal, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, mm. body shaming aside, okay, Mario is a man who knows what he wants. When was the last time you saw a fat person in McDonald's commercial? Huh, okay. <laughs> Mario knows what he wants he knows he enjoys food he knows he enjoys a good time okay it's no secret that eating too much mcdonald's will help you gain a few pounds right will help you become a man of carriage but we're proof (laughs) but the thing about it is that's why mcdonald's has the nutritional facts on everything they sell so you can make informed decisions okay mario was just there to help you find what you want. So you can know you're going to get fatter. So you can know that with confidence, every item on that menu is Mario approved. Okay? Mario 
would gladly eat any one of those items with you. Even if it's a boring old salad, he'll eat it with you. Because it's got the Mario Nintendo seal of approval on it. The mm-hmm. Mario salad? The Mario salad. Okay? With plenty of with with plenty of toadstools and piranha plant extract in it. Sure. It's gonna be delicious. And sure. Mar- Mario mustard oh. vinaigrette. Mario wants you to be less concerned with how you look and more concerned with how you eat. Alright, close <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a closing statement, Tom? No, not at all. My stomach hurts. Too, <laughs> too funny. Um, McDonald's is like chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, just to add this to there, I just feel like if a man of carriage was trying to sell me burgers. Are you saying carriage yes, or courage? Carriage. Okay. Both. Okay, oh, both. Okay. Uh, if he's trying to sell me burgers, I would trust him more because I feel like he has more expertise on sure. burgers. But also, Sonic... You know, golden rings, golden arches. Eh, eh, eh. No. Anyways. Uh, next one. Uh, what's more convenient? Uh, cartridge or disc? Um, uh, I don't care who takes which one. Uh, you got to give us one. Yeah, because I know which one I want, but I don't, you know, you, you got to give us one. Uh, Tom got disc, Ryan got cartridge. Damn it. <laughs> I figured that was the case. I was like, oh, Tom loves the Vita. I'll give him disc. Uh yeah, so Ryan, you go first. All right, so car- cartridges are more convenient uh, because they are you can store them super easy. Disc you can store, but you can stack them up and a lot of really cool configurations. You can scratch them up. <laughs> you can scratch them up, and they'll still play just fine. Okay, you can tear the labels off, they'll play just fine. You get a little dust in them, sure, that's fine, but they'll still play, okay? You can drop them, okay? You can put them in your pocket, right? No matter what you do to them, aside from hitting them with a hammer, they'll work just fine, okay? We have gone through many generations of video games using cartridges, okay? Only fairly recently have we started using discs. Even some manufacturers have gone back to using cartridges. You know why? Because they're convenient. Okay? They're easy. Okay? People understand cartridges. Okay. Not everybody understands discs. <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right. You don't have to worry about lenses. You don't have to worry about lasers. <laughs> okay? You don't have to worry about fingerprints. <laughs> All right. So cartridges is the easy answer. Tom, your opening statement. Okay. Uh, I feel like Ryan... It's funny because I started this out with the confidence that Ryan would win this argument because I feel like, you know, my honest opinion is that cartridges are, are the better No one format. asked you that. But his argument was poor at best. If you, if you no think one asked about, you that either. Sinead? <laughs> if you think about the, the arguments that Ryan, Ryan made, uh, they're kind of all like wrong at this at this point and where gaming is at now when we talk about the the disc format we started with cd mm-hmm. and it's no longer the case we're now on a blu-ray disc mm-hmm. uh the convenience factor really is there when i when i sit and think about it like with it's convenient for the manufacturer it's convenient for the game developer and it's convenient for the consumer uh 
the manufacturer because it is cheaper to produce, much faster produ- to produce than discs. For the developer, uh, because it is cheaper. The reason that the Nintendo Switch games, certain games, have a premium is because those cartridges cost more than a Blu-ray disc do, does. Um, there's also the fact that discs can fit uh, digital audio, whereas that was the big problem with, with cartridge format, why most companies switched over to discs, mm-hmm. uh, was for that audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, also for things like FMV. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely better for the developer there and better for the consumer there if you want, if you want that you know, improved audio quality. Uh, there's also the fact you're talking about like, you can conveniently stack them. Ryan, I know for a fact that you have three binders full of disc-based games. <laughs> that is not proven. Uh- <laughs> Uh, no one has seen that. Uh, unsubstantiated rumors. And then talking about like the durability. Uh, so for those that don't know, carts. Let, let's talk about like the NES, right? The NES uses a, thir- a thirty-two pin connector to connect these carts. Uh, this is why we saw a lot of people back in the day, and even even now, it's you know you see it on shirts uh, where it has the cartridge and it says "Blow me." People blowing into their cartridges to try to get them to work. This actually does nothing. Don't do that. Uh, it's just an adjustment of the pins. Uh, discs don't have to worry about that. You know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing there for it to, to connect. It's like you said, it's a laser, right? But even a laser, you're talking about discs being scratched. That's not the way that disc based games work anymore. Like you put that disc in one time and it downloads the game onto your console. The only reason that you're putting the disc in afterwards is to authenticate that. So, like, scratching is no longer an issue when it comes to discs. Unless you're playing PS2. Unless also, you're playing retro games, sure. I'd like to point out... Uh, rebuttal for Ryan? Yes. Well, I'd like to point out that Tom's argument is poor at worst. Okay? So... <laughs> at worst? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. At worst. So kind to each other. Uh, no, Tom was actually being really mean to me, but... <laughs> I'm going to weather the storm here. <laughs> Uh, so here's the thing. As far as cartridges are concerned, yes, sir. I think that where we are as a nation and what we have done with cartridges up to this point is nothing short of remarkable. Okay. Okay. They, they have held up to the test of time. And they will continue to do so. Sure, you have some cartridges with where their batteries have failed and you can't save your game anymore. Sure, you have that sometimes. Don't bring up the bad things, dude. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, these things can be fixed. And you're, sure. and you're sure to enjoy many more years of gameplay memories. The thing about cartridges is you can save onto them. Mm-hmm. The game and your save, one complete package. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about disc-based games, right? You can't save it onto the disc. You have to have the game and you got to have your memory with it, and sometimes that can be inconvenient and clunky. What you want is to be able to have it all in one package so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, go ahead, Ren. I'm sorry. Uh Thank you, Tom. <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought, so that's the end of my thought. All right, uh, closing statements. Yeah, you know, 
I think that Ryan is a sweet, sweet boy, mm-hmm. uh, boy of the past. You know, he's living in in the yesteryears. Yeah, you know there there is a reason. That's all I have left. There is a reason that most hardware and software manufacturers have gone to disc based systems uh, for the better part of two decades at this point okay uh you know the only reason that the nintendo switch has not done so is because you don't want to disc portably you know? saw how that went with the psp cartridges work fine portably though sure so that is that is a good argument they work fine portably yes uh i think you know we've we've seen the decline in in portable hardware up until recently i think people want to you know they want, they want to play at home the world is scary uh, like I, like I said, there, there's a reason that people have switched over to discs and have, have, have stayed with that format. Nintendo did it themselves for a long time uh, until this focus on portable hardware. Uh, yeah. And, you know, as far as game saves, like, live in the now, man. It's 2018. We got the cloud. The cloud can be compromised and can be hacked, and no one is safe in the cloud. I okay. think is that your, no is gonna, is that your no one's going to hack my cartridges, but a battery will sooner run out. But I can replace it. Yeah, but your save's gone. If you replace it, your saves are gone. I will <laughs> put them in my own cartridge locally, so it can always be there. You can actually, you can do that. Do you know how to do that? I don't. It's but not I will, easy. You but I'll you YouTube it. Yes, with YouTube, all things are possible. Sure. Sure. So, please watch us on YouTube as well. We need the views. Um, <laughs> all right. I don't really so, need the views today. I mean, we we're, don't, we, we're okay. We're, yeah, I don't give a shit actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she only says that because her anime boyfriend video got three hundred views. Yeah, it's yeah. a good game. Because more people play it, tell me than you know. It's because less people have uploaded videos on that than most of our content. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, is battling. Pokemon Animal Cruelty. Um, uh, Ryan, you'll be saying that yes, it is. And okay. Tom, you'll say no, it's not. Okay. Uh, and I don't know who starts. I'm, I'm so lost. I'll start. Uh, as somebody who worked for the San Antonio Zoological Society for the better part of six years... God damn it. I can easily... <laughs> as a father. <laughs> I can easily claim that battling Pokemon is not animal cruelty. It's no different than watching a, a boxing match or... Is, is it a match? Is it a boxing match? It's boxing match. fight? It's match. It's match. Boxing, boxing meat? Match. It's uh, match. Between two kangaroos? Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? When we talk about animals... Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, I'm aware people are animals. Pokemon, sure, they're animals, whatever. Uh, we're talking about animals that do not have the mental capacity to, you know, make these decisions of, of whether they're down to be in these in these fights or not. Like, they're, this, you know, this isn't a cock fight. This isn't a fucking pit bull fight. These are animals that are smart. They've shown their intelligence time and time again throughout the series of this game. All right. Right. It is that intelligence that makes me believe that they don't want to do this. Um, They know that people expect them to. They know that the humans want to see this for their entertainment. And they only do it because they don't feel that they can survive in the wild. And these humans are the only ones you can provide for them. And in exchange, they have to subject themselves time and again to bodily harm. They're also kept in balls. Every We're t- talking about the fights, not the you know housing conditions here. Well, I'm saying like the only ones that fight are like Pokemon that are captured. 
They're not the only ones that fight. You walk around in the grass and one just shows up and attacks you. Well, that's because you're in its natural habitat. It's defending itself. Whatever, go ahead. Can't be Boshanae. You trying to help Ryan with this? No. (laughs) (laughs) What was I saying? Every time... (laughs) Every time one of those poor Pokemon faints in battle, they lose a little bit of themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay? Their worldview is just a little bit more skewed. And they become just a little bit more jaded. Didn't happen at all during Tommy's portion. <laughs> sorry. It did not. Dr. Pepper's hitting me hard. I'm sorry. The host will go away. Thank you. <laughs> what was I saying? Every time. Every time they faint, they lose a little bit more of themselves. And it hurts them to have that expectation thrust upon them. Okay. They feel that they obviously feel that they're letting down their master. Okay. And they don't want to do this anymore. Okay? But what, what other choices do they have? Be, be thrust back into the wild? They don't know how to do that anymore. They're domesticated. Right? They can't survive. So they fight. They fight to survive. Kumite. Rebuttal, Tom? Uh, yeah, I think it's funny. A lot of Ryan's points on this, uh, he's presenting as fact when, in fact, they're not. You know, we don't know that they're, they're, they're fighting for their masters and a little piece of them dies every time. That's never stated, mm. you know. But you, you bring up a very good key word, Ryan. Uh, you said every time they faint. These Pokemon aren't dying. They're not dying. They're just taking a little snooze. The next time you see them, they're fine. Death would be a sweet release for these animals. Again, with the assumptions here. The okay. assumptions. I'm trying to present facts, what we know about this series, what we know about these creatures. We know they're intelligent. Mm-hmm. We know that they're not battling to the death. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure, it's no Kumite. Rebo? I get that. I, I, mean, I get that it's not the Kumite where they fight to the death. I understand. But, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that getting hit with fireballs, getting hit with, with electricity, and get ice thrown on you, mm-hmm. that's got to hurt. A lot. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we have no way of knowing, really, what kind of pain they're going through because all they can say is their names. That's not true. There's several Pokemon that have said more than their names. Okay, so I we get... We talked th- earlier about Detective Pikachu. Okay, so Detective Pikachu is the exception, not the rule. Meowth. Okay? Meowth is the only Meowth, to my knowledge, who can talk. Lucario. Okay. To my knowledge. Okay? And also, you're the moderator. You're not supposed to... I'll have to thought again. Closing statements? <laughs> I don't have any. Closing statement is that when we see characters in this franchise interact with Pokemon, we don't see them address them in a negative, harmful, I'm using you sort of way. Some of them. Some of them, sure. Well, the bad guys, sure, right? Uh, we see them addressing them not as pets, but as friends. So they keep in balls. Hey, the one time that the inside of that ball was seen, I hear it was not that bad. So, you know, plus we're not talking about their housing situation here. We're not talking about do Pokemons live in the projects or not. Okay. All we're right. talking about the fights and the facts are there. Shanae, uh, I'd like to interject real quick. Have you ever moderated a debate before? You're not supposed to help. You're doing a good job. 
Thanks. <laughs> uh, so we're coming up uh, close to the end. Um, I only have a couple questions left. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But or, a couple topics. But um, before that, I um, a want to thank Birdo for helping me brainstorm ideas. Thank you, Birdo. Thanks, Birdo. Uh, the animal cruelty one was his, and uh, also the v- the VR one as well. Is that why I got sandbagged during both of those? <laughs> so this is a question to to both of you. Okay. Um, I, I want you to each give me an answer. What do you think is the best uh, class in Killing Floor? Wait, so we're not arguing against each other anymore? I'm asking a question, and then we'll get back to the fucking debate. Whoa. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> so I play SWAT. I uh, just just I just want the answer. Just one answer. Yeah, SWAT. Firebug. All right. So that's what you're going to debate is the, right now is the best class. Why could you? Just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I'm going to argue Firebug? Is what you're saying? No, you're going to debate SWAT. He's going to debate Firebug. Oh, okay. Ryan, would you like to go first or would you like me to? I'd like you to. Okay, I think that SWAT is the best class for a number of reasons. Uh, one, if you have played other first-person shooters, which most people playing Killing Floor probably have, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the easiest, one, one, of the, one that will feel the most familiar uh, without being boring and you know, samey. It's 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 new, and uh, and familiar at the same time. Uh, why is that? It's because that's a SMG based class, right? And SMGs are guns that we've used in the majority of first person shooters that we've ever played. Uh, Firebug, you know, uses things that not everything, but a lot of the the that class's weapons are things we're unfamiliar with. Uh, you know, there's also the fact that the perk system in that game allows for SWAT to have stacked armor, which other classes can have, but they have to work harder to attain. Um, the reason that this is good is because Killing Floor is not an easy game, and you need you need all the armor that you can get. Uh, there's there's other things like when they they introduce dual perk. You can now do so many, like, the SWAT class is much more versatile than any other class in, in that, like, because it uses SMG, it gets gains perks from any other class's SMGs. So, the way that I do do uh, my SWAT character is with the, with the perks that I've assigned and the weapons that I carry... It's now not just a you know SWAT character, which is fast SMG class. It is now a tank-based SMG healer class. Uh, it's more functional. Ryan? Uh, I like the Firebug uh, because, um, like a lot, uh, like Tom was saying... It has a lot of unconventional weapons. Uh, we don't really see flamethrowers and first-person shooters a lot. Uh, most of the firebugs' weapons are flamethrowers. I'd say three, no, two of the two of the uh, in some sort. Yeah, yeah. is uh, is uh, uh, flamethrowers, and I like it because it allows it. I think it's great because um, more more than any other class, I feel it allows for better crowd control. 
Um, especially when you're getting swarmed by a lot of the smaller enemies, being able to sweep a, a stream of flame across them in really short order, like it really helps. And it's just a lot more fun to do that. Uh, being able to shoot the flame at the ground and then set up a uh, damage over time uh, trap for them. Uh, in some cases, depending on how you set up your perks, you can slow them down and be hurting them a lot at the same time. That's really awesome. Uh, as, you know, with other, and as well as uh, other really cool weapons, like uh, it has, <laughs> bless you, it has uh, this. Um, bless you. It has a set of. Uh, of uh, pistols that um, that oh, shoot that, pretty cool. that shoot uh, that shoot exploding bullets, and those and they shoot really fast and they're really fun. To, it's really fun to use, <laughs> along with the Molotovs, which I've I've always been a fan of uh, of Molotovs as a grenade type in any first person shooter. Um, so I just because of its unconventional uh, because of its unconventional weaponry and the 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 slight learning curve that's associated with that with that class. Uh, I prefer it because it's just more satisfying than any other. So that's for it. That's really it. All right. Um, and then I wanted to end it on uh, a nicer note. Okay. Uh, who is better at killing for? Ryan, you'll be saying that Tom's better, and Tom will be saying that Ryan's better. Okay. okay. I think and Ryan is better at... Go ahead, Janae. I was going to say, have Ryan go first. Okay. Okay. Well, I think Tom is better at killing floor just because uh, he zips around with that SMG and he's killing stuff in really, really rapid succession. Uh, if you look at, I mean, really, the, the, the numbers are there. You look at the end of every match, Tom's name is winning at least five of the categories every time because he kills fast, he kills hard, and he gets it done. Right, he knows how to use the flashbang to great effect. So when a scrake, or as I, as he's commonly known, the stepdad, uh, <laughs> is coming at you with that chainsaw, throws out a flashbang, boom, everybody unloads on him. Nobody suffers a single scratch. Okay, so Tom, he's had a lot more practice. His aim is good, right, and he knows how to use his tools. Would you say his aim is true? No, it's false. <laughs> so. All right, Tom, why is Ryan better at killing for? I think, like, it's really sad when we talk about who's better at games that we have to look at these arbitrary numbers, these meaningless little numbers. Huh. You know? You know what I mean, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there are significant ways to be good at a game without looking at headshots or assists or whatever it might be. Ryan is the better killing for player because he is more trained in a supportive role than I am. You play games like Overwatch, and you're typically a support character. Not always, but typically you are. Uh, it's a role that you've had more practice with. Like you're talking about with the firebug and doing crowd control and things of that nature. It's very helpful. Not to mention, I'm kind of an asshole. Ryan's a nicer guy when you're playing Killing Floor, and he's down to play with anybody. Yeah. Aw, that was really nice. Oh. I like that. Um, yeah, so uh, that's going to be that's gonna end uh, this... Uh, the save continue debate broadcast debate mm -hmm. broadcast broadcast a debate sure uh yeah i guess cast your votes <laughs> yeah um <laughs> dial in to 999 uh oh. if you're in the uk do not dial 999 <laughs> 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 nope just do it just do it that was really uh, fun today thanks uh what do you want to plug ryan uh actually uh, I'd actually like to plug something that I did. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's not something I like really created outright, but over the past few weeks, 
I have uh, made it a hobby of mine to put together playlists uh, on Spotify. And I feel like I've been curating them pretty well recently. Uh, like I made a playlist uh, recently that is, uh, ba- is basically my soundtrack to last year. And it's about 100 tracks and about seven and a half hours of Synthwave. And I'm actually really proud of it because it took me about a week and a half to put that together. Tom, we should put the link to that in the description of this episode. Okay. Uh, Ryan, do you have any country western mixes? I do not. No? Mm-mm. Tom is disappointed. I don't care for it. It's a disappointment, I mean. <laughs> sure, sure. Alright, guys. Well, I'm not the one who signs this out. We already know that I'm terrible at that. You are pretty bad at it. That yeah. has been the Save Continue podcast, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We had a good time making it. That there's Shanae Howard. Bye, guys. That's Tom Shelby. Uh, funnest episode in a long time. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And remember, guys, McDonald's is like chili dogs. (laughs) See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.